1: that is correct you are on cruise control so are we welcome to cruise control your on-air automotive magazine we're here your hosts we're here to serve you inform you whatever we can do to protect uh, and serve it, that's <laughs> right keep you safe anyway we uh, we fred Stubb is in the passenger seat at the moment les jackson Hello. here at the wheel what's left of the wheel Mm-hmm. Uh, There's no horn button.
0: Nah, we we just, there's that button that's uh, bolted to the dash with the the wires that are sparking running underneath the dash. Yeah, that's okay.
1: Well, Well, we won't use it anyway, but we do have an awful lot to talk
0: about. Yeah, we do, Les. We're starting this hour with a big shuffle of Toyota's truck lineup, what they're building and where they're building it. Very true. And Chevy, remember Chevy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of them, yes. I believe they build a few vehicles. That's right. They have a CUV
0: that knows what you want before you want it. Spooky, but interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that technology. And Nissan's got a radical redesign for the Frontier pickup. One of its oldest models is getting a complete fresh sheet redesign. It's also got an electric CUV that's a real performer.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of performing, mm-hmm. is NASCAR going to retire the old four speed? Wow. Uh, well, Man, I didn't know they were still using them.
0: Yeah, not that long ago, they were actually using four barrel carburetors, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, why are U.S. gas stations behind when it comes to credit card security? It's an interesting question. Uh, I can tell you some stories about that. Me
1: too. Um, And it's rampant. Mm -hmm. Also, you have an at-the-wheel review of the 2020 Subaru Outback Premium. And I'm sure you uh, got, well, maybe... Maybe you'll get to use it
0: if the snow comes. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's uh, it's possible since it has all-wheel drive like virtually all Subarus. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. you on-air automotive magazine with Fred Stop and Les Jackson. We're glad you are along for the ride. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out the YouTube page. All the links are there, cruisecontrolradio.com. Got a lot to, lot to get to, uh, Les, uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to F1 champion Lewis Hamilton since he donated $500,000 to the Australian Wildlife Rescue Fund. He's a, a vegan uh, guy, and he loves animals. And he's trying to help them out with that big donation. So, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Good for him. Excellent. Good for him. We wanted to call that out and say uh, he says, My love of animals is no secret, and I can't help. Well done, Lewis. To uh, grieve for the defenses, defenseless animals. Uh, so, uh, we appreciate that. We'll be right back on Cruise Control Radio. Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com.
1: Cruise Control.
0: And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio Fred Staub, Les Jackson, a Cruise Control van, and a cast of characters. Well. Yes, (laughs) And we are going to lead off with this story about Toyota shuffling its model lineup at U.S. factories. They're going to relocate, uh, reallocate vehicles to different North American factories next year. And the whole idea is to make their production lines and supply chains more efficient. So the company will move the Sequoia large SUV from Princeton, Indiana to San Antonio. That is a big vehicle, the Sequoia. That's, boy, yeah. That, that production is going to start in 2020. Uh, they, Toyota's full-size body-on-frame products, the Sequoia and Tundra, will now be built at the same plant. Makes sense. The Tacoma midsize pickup uh, will move from San Antonio and combine uh, production uh, with other products in Mexico. And that will give the San Antonio more capacity to churn out additional tundras. Uh, and then in Indiana, they will devote freed up capacity and resources to build the Highlander large crossover and Sienna minivan. Yes, they still sell minivans.
1: It's amazing. Do you know how many plants Toyota has in the U.S.? I don't.
0: I do. They have 11 factories. Wow, that is amazing. Wow. Wow. Uh, it needs additional. Uh, Toyota says uh, it needs additional North American capacity and workers.
1: I see 12 coming,
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's a 13 billion dollar capital program, and it still has 5.9 billion that is not assigned. They could assign it to cruise control radio. I, what do you think? I would,
1: uh, I'm, I'm. I'm offering.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, a uh, little bit of a look into uh, what's going on at Toyota and uh, how they're moving around their products and that. And it, it t- tends to tell you that, hey, people are still buying big SUVs and body on frame trucks. Over at BMW, uh, it was a big year for them. They sold 324,826 vehicles an increase of 4.4%, and most of them were um, SUVs that come from Spartanburg, South Carolina, which builds X3, X4, X5, X6, and X7 SUVs. They've set a production record in South Carolina. And uh, in uh, BMW Spartanburg plant, they produced a total of 411 1,620 X model SUVs, uh, beating the previous model by about 500 units. Uh, The most produced model was the X5, followed by the X3. And, uh, you know, they they said they're just amazingly uh, good plant in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Of course, you want any of these vehicles uh, anywhere in the world you will get one that was built in South Carolina, right?
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. And
1: and it's a terrific plant.
0: Yeah. So a good deal there. And it's good to see that people are busy working and uh, really cranking things out. I'm sure there is zero unemployment in that plant. (laughs) I I would think so. Yeah, everyone's busy and probably working OT too. Want to talk a little tech, Les? Let's do it. We've been talking about some of these small, compact uh, CUVs that are coming on board, the Hyundai Venue, uh, the Kona is another one of them. Uh, and, of course, we talked a little bit about the Kia Seltos last hour. But uh, the 2021 Chevrolet Trailblazer is going to be coming out. A very cool vehicle. Once again, it, it has that two-tone uh, contrasting roof and body as an option. Um, But according to GM Authority, it also has a new bit of technology uh, that allows the vehicle to know what you want before you want it. And it's called PreSense, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, It will know that, let's say, you always travel a certain way. Well, on the way, you stop and get coffee. So do you want, want to stop and get coffee? or it will know you use certain apps at a certain time, uh, so it will open that app up and have it ready. Now, mm-hmm. it is, that well, is yeah. certainly uh, artificial intelligence-oriented. I have often thought that would be good for um, phones, because, for example, like when I come into the house, I open up the app to turn on the lights, right? Well, shouldn't the phone know, hey, it's a certain time, and and I'm by GPS. I'm seeing that he's in this house. He probably wants to turn on the lights. That's no, kind of. No, wait, wait, just a second here. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to finish this up uh, after the break when we come back on Cruise okay. Control Radio. Some people find it creepy. I find it interesting though. But I find it interesting. All right, we'll talk more about that when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. You're on air, Automotive Magazine. For the latest updates on cruise control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C R U I S E C T R L R A D. Cruise Control Rad.
1: Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here at the wheel. Mm hmm. We, uh, Of course, we were just talking before the break about all the new technology in the Trailblazer. Uh, Whereas the van, the cruise control van, well, has no technology.
0: (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we were talking about pre-sponsed technology, which knows what you want before you want it. For example, I'll give you a for example. There's one bridge I hate going over in New York here when I'm coming back from New Jersey. And I always thought wouldn't it be cool if the navigation system said in your last six trips, you could have saved time by going over this bridge, but you don't want to go over this bridge for some reason. So I'm not going to suggest that as a way to go. Unless the other way you go is backed up with traffic that will take more than 15 minutes. You know, that's, that's the type thinking it's artificial intelligence. You know, it's more than just tell me how to get there. It's, it's putting in your past decisions. So uh, I, I, think, I think that would be good. I think we're going to see this. You know, We're certainly going to see this. Now, the other new feature uh, the Trailblazer has, which is something that's been in the automotive uh, aftermarket for a while, when you use your phone in your car and you want to use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto, which works wonderfully, of course, if you're not familiar... This is the app on your phone and it's on your car. Whatever your navigation system in, in your phone is amazing because it's constantly being updated and you don't have to worry about it. It just gets updated normally and it's free and it's really good. At least that's what I find. So the problem is you have to have a cable to connect it to your car and your phone. I found the point. What fails on the system is the cable because you're pulling it in and out. It's typically the one you use for charging the phone. Or you forget it. Oh, I have no cable. Well, then you cannot use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto unless up until this point you had an aftermarket system that allowed you to use it wirelessly. Well, now the 2021 Chevrolet Trailblazer will have the wireless feature, according to GM Authority, which will allow what they call wireless phone projection. Uh, It will be part of an optional technology package, but that will mean you just sit your phone down in the console, even in the wireless charging um, spot, and it will connect and do Apple CarPlay or Android Auto without a cable, which is a big, kind of a a, a neat thing. It's nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, so uh, it's the first GM car to have it, too, which is interesting. Even the Encore GX, which shares the platform with the uh trailblazer does not have it so look for this to probably spread out through the gm uh, lineup and other lineups too wouldn't you agree very cool yeah i i think so why be why be tripped up by a uh a five five dollar cable when you really need the navigation system so there you have it. You're listening to cruise control radio. You are on air automotive magazine with Fred and Les. We're glad you're along for the ride. Don't forget. You can check out the podcast edition. You can do, uh, the YouTube page. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, go to the cruise control radio page, the homepage. And all the links are there. It's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, uh, Our next story, Les, this is one you and I have talked about, is the Frontier, the Nissan Frontier pickup. Always a popular pickup, but boy, it is long in the tooth, isn't it? Sure is. 16 years (laughs) since they redesigned it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's been on sale since 2004. Uh, As this article says, woefully out of date, especially when you look at the Ford Ranger Toyota Tacoma Chevrolet Colorado uh it starts at just $19,090 which makes it a a deal it's quite a good deal but Autoblog has got some details on the redesigned pickup as seen by some dealers Uh, and it they have been told that the Frontier will sport an all-new design that looked radically different than the current Frontier I believe it probably has the bed in the front and the cab in the back. What do you think? That's possible.
1: <laughs> or on the roof.
0: <laughs> there is a, a warrior design seen on the new Nissan Titan, and uh, they're saying that that more aggressive and squared-off look will come to the Frontier. Frontier, weirdly, is a vehicle that all journalists seem to like universally, but it uh, certainly needs an update.
1: Very, very much so. Uh also it's much smaller. Yeah. Back then they were much, much smaller.
0: Yeah. We'll see. It and it, it will probably get V6 power, uh, which is pretty interesting these days. You think it would get like a Turbo 4 or something like that, but it's expected to go on sale as a 2021 model and arrive in dealers in February of 2021. So uh later this year will probably be the time for the reveal of that um also they have something planned that is a crossover an electric crossover uh that will be more like a sports car they don't have a name for this but uh it it's looking pretty cool uh it they call it that it's probably going to be based off the aria crossover concept zero to 60 time below five seconds all electric. Um don't know too much about this, but it does look slick, doesn't it? It's very
1: sporty looking.
0: Yeah, and all electric. Um so the floodgates the floodgates are just gonna open with this stuff, don't you think?
1: They will, and you know, and Nissan really needs a a, a model like this.
0: Mm-hmm. I I think uh I think we're just going to see in the next five years, the amount of electric vehicles will just be overwhelming. We're just going to have to have a five-hour show on cruise control (laughs) to to cover it all. Um, Just VW alone will have have 26 new models. And uh, this one looks great. And I read an article, I think I was telling you about it. I don't know where it was, somewhere on the web. But someone said uh, only Tesla can make electric cars, and they're they're going to own the electric market. I don't I don't see it. Nope. Oh. Uh, I well, think
1: they, they're wrong.
0: They're they're wrong, and we'll tell you about a couple of uh, bits of Tesla news when we come back on Cruise Control, because um, you know they're they're under investigation, and also there's a problem when you purchase uh tesla apps which are quite expensive we'll tell you about that and also nascar potentially retiring the four speed for a while there nascar kind of celebrated having a uh a four barrel carburetor and a four speed and kind of really old school seems like that may be changing and then this we will also have this interesting story why are u.s gas stations behind when it comes to credit card security I remember filling up a vehicle in Spain because I couldn't use my card because at the time it didn't have the chip in it. Uh, But a lot of gas pumps apparently uh, can't use chip cards yet. They can only use the slide part of the card. So we'll kind of look at that. And we'll also try to figure out who bought the original Bullet Mustang. Only one person knows, Les. Only one person. That is correct. Yeah. And my favorite story of the week, uh, which we'll tell you about right now, Yamaha, which manufactures cases for, for roadie cases, for distributing um, or, or moving around instruments, has said, <laughs> they put out a tweet that said, uh, they, basically, you shouldn't transport humans in these cases because bad things can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Carlos Ghosn, the former head of Nissan Peugeot, escaped from his home in Japan, potentially in one of these large cases. So I guess it's a little CYA for them. Like, don't don't start a trend of transporting people in these things because they're not designed to do that. I just thought that was interesting, uh, interesting tweet of the week. Hey, I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. We've got plenty more to get to, a lot of news about cars and other stuff. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on air automotive magazine. Tesla time, Les. <laughs> Ouch. Let me get the band aids. <laughs> All right. And this week, as the Tesla turns, NHTSA, according to a Reuters article, is going to review a petition seeking defect probe into 500,000 Tesla vehicles. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said this on Friday. They will review this petition uh, to investigate 500,000 Tesla vehicles over unintended acceleration reports. Ooh, that's always one that never goes well. I remember that's, the, that's the always Audi one.
1: The, yep, mm. It's always trouble.
0: Yeah. The petition covers 2012 through 2019 model year, uh, model S, and 2016 through 2019 model X, and 2018 through 2019 model 3 vehicles. Well, that's just about everything, isn't it? The petition size about everything. Yeah, 127 mm. consumer complaints to NHTSA involving 123 unique vehicles. The reports include 110 crashes and 52 I injuries. Was not aware of this. Mm-hmm. Uh hmm late Friday, yesterday, NHTSA released a redacted version of the lengthy petition that said Tesla vehicles experience. Unintended acceleration at rates far exceeding other cars on the road and urged NHTSA to recall all Model S, Model X, and Model 3 vehicles produced from 2013 to the present. Wow. Oh boy. That engineering thing is a big one, isn't it? <laughs> It sure is. This could be this could be really a big deal. Yes, it could. Um, so a lot of these complaints uh, report unintended acceleration when attempting to park vehicles in a garage or at a curb. Uh, others said they happened while in traffic or when using driver assistance systems, and that led to crashes. Uh, one one complaint, This is a weird one. A driver said a 2015 Tesla Model S 85D in California was closed and locked when he claimed a few moments later the vehicle started accelerating forward towards the street and crashed into a parked car. That is just plain weird. A... Tesla driver in Avondale, PA, was pulling into a parking spot at an elementary school when the vehicle accelerated on its own. It went over the curb and into a chain-link fence. Uh, Mm -hmm. Another complaint said a Tesla driver in Andover, Massachusetts, was approaching her garage door when the car suddenly lurched forward and went through the garage door, destroying two garage doors. The Tesla finally stopped when they hit the garage concrete, garage's concrete wall. What, what is going on here, Les Jackson?
1: Well, uh, the problem is these automated driving systems can glitch up.
0: Wow. And just start accelerating the cars. Here's another problem for Tesla, as, and as the Tesla returns... Tesla owners say, uh, this is from an Inside EV report, Tesla owners say they've spent thousands on non-refundable upgrades with what amounts to a butt (laughs) tile. So basically, you can buy upgrades for your car that sometimes cost $4,000 using the Tesla app. Um, And apparently, I guess this would be like ludicrous mode or things like that, right? Uh, um, right. and auto was involved with this article. They spoke to model Tesla model three owners, uh, who said that the in-app purchase process requires both indiv- the individual upgrades be selected and payment method cho- chosen, but he said at least sometimes these apps would just show up in their cars and they would be charged for them without them going through the whole procedure to, to get them. Uh, and of course, typically these apps have something like even like Amazon TV, if you want to rent a um, a movie, let's say you can say, well, it needs to have a four digit code and it's typically to involve to prevent maybe kids from renting like a whole bunch of movies or something like that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this this has also been reported to a publication called Electric claiming uh, these upgrades, Uh, for self-driving and acceleration boost were purchased without the owner or the owner's wife's knowledge. And they they only realized the mistake when some of these features appeared to be activated unexpectedly. Now, Musk has said, uh, you know, that they will revisit its refund policies. But in the meantime, owners should take caution while navigating the app. That, that is a big purchase to make by mistake. That's not like a, a $20 purchase. Is, some of these are $4,000 or more.
1: That's it's huge. And it's kind of arrogant of, uh, of, <laughs> of him to just say, well, you need to be
0: more attentive. Right. So, well, that's our edition of Tesla Turns on Cruise Control Radio. But uh, why don't we move to something completely different? uh and uh this was an interesting article and NASCAR uh has responded to this um a little bit on nascar.com but NASCAR is testing a new car design that would go into the Cup Series in 2021 uh, it's going to replace the 6th generation race car that they've been using since 2013 uh, they are testing a new transmission, a sequential transmission in place of its four-speed manual. It was tested by uh, Cup Series driver Eric Jones on the Homestead Miami course this week. Uh, Jones said he was adjusting to the sequential uh, transmission was a challenge, but he it would have advantages over uh, the current transmission on the track. He said, according to NASCAR.com, I've never done anything other than the normal H-pattern shifting in my career. Um, you bang, But with the sequential, you bang right through the gears. Uh, we did have a race restart at the end of the day, and it was fun learning about that and how you would push the gearbox. Uh, and he said this would be great for road courses. So do you think there's going to be pushback here if they move away from the traditional four-speed?
1: I don't think there'll be that much pushback.
0: You know, they are also exploring hybrid-powered uh, race cars for the 2022 season. And uh, Haggerty uh, has talked to them, and they were told that uh, NASCAR has made an incredible amount of progress on this new generation car, but there are many specifics NASCAR would keep quiet until the appropriate time now here's the thing my take on this we call it stock car racing there are not many cars that have manual transmissions anymore and it took them a long time to get away from the carburetor there haven't been carbureted cars new cars since when the early 90s 80 oh no about 86 mm-hmm. so if you want them to be stock cars you know flappy pop, paddle shifting where sequential shifting might be a way to bring them more to be more stock, right? Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, what I found interesting too about NASCAR versus other forms of racing, it's not about the engine or who's got the cool tune. That it was just everything was a three fifty eight cubic inch small block with a four barrel and a, a, a you know a four speed and. Uh, they were very low-tech when I first started going to NASCAR races. I thought, wow, this is, even compared to drag racing, this is very, very, very low-tech stuff. Sort of like a modern body car with a drivetrain from something from the 60s, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. It, it's and, and NASCAR is losing viewers.
0: Yeah, new, view, losing viewers and losing uh, people attending the races because of this, so. I mean, maybe it's time to, to examine something else, right? Yeah, they need to modernize. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of modernizing, U.S. gas stations are way behind when it comes to upgrading credit card chip readers. Of course, uh, this is according to an article in Bloomberg. Uh, many are still using the, the magnetic strip part of the card as opposed to that, that chip that you see in there. Uh, this chip has been used, this technology has been used in Europe for years, um, and uh, I don't know why this is slow other than it, it is costly, I guess. it costs uh, The cost overall for the industry is $3.9 million, uh, but uh, there's a lot of problems with available software, lack of hardware, waiting times for certifications. Uh, you know, I think this opens us up when you buy gas if they're not using chips. I know the gas station I go to is using the chip, but um, something to think about when you buy gas. We'll talk yeah, a little bit right. more about it when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. We'll also have a at-the-wheel review of the 2020 Subaru Outback Premium. So stay tuned. Plenty more to go. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy to use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control.
1: And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We were talking before the break about uh, gas station credit card readers yeah, kind of being way behind the times.
0: Yeah, they had a 2016 deadline that was bumped to 2020 by the the Merchant Advisory Group. Um, But they're talking about delaying it again and uh, MasterCard and Visa shot it down. The idea is you have a magnetic strip on your credit card and you have a chip in your card and, uh, the chip is much more, uh, uh, you know, has much more of an ability to avoid fraud. And, you know, there's always people doing crazy stuff with credit cards and, and that type of thing. And, um, you know, it's just something to know. Like I go to Speedway stations, they have the chip because you have to leave. It says, this is a chip credit card reader. You have to leave the card in longer and wait for it to process. And, it's, it's just something to think about. Obviously, it's hard to do if you're on the road and you're taking a road trip and you're just stopping where the next available gas place is. But when you're in your neighborhood, if you buy from one place all the time, make sure they use the chip, right? Absolutely. So just something to think about and a little news you can use from a current affair, <laughs> current affair <laughs> from Cruise <laughs> Control Radio. Cruise control radio. Yes, that's the name of the show. Uh, Fred Staub and Les Jackson here. Hey, let's do an at the wheel review. I had the 2020 Subaru Outback Premium model. I love Subarus. I remember taking the Outback off on a mud course. The thing was like, had a, like probably a foot and a half of mud, and it drove through it like nothing. Not this one. I didn't take the press car off that kind of off-roading, but. They are, are very, very capable vehicles, really, uh, but they are an excellent family vehicle, too, as well. This is the 2020 uh, edition. It's built on the all-new Subaru Global Platform. Um, and one of the features of the premium is this, uh, on the inside, it's the Subaru Starlink 11.6 high-resolution touchscreen, sort of like a tablet. It's turned the other way. Gives you control of everything, a great uh, view of the navigation system. What I liked about it, too, you can also have a strip of information on top, which you can slide with your finger, just like you would your cell phone, so you can see uh, all your settings up top there, where you are also displaying the full map as well. Uh, iSight, the uh, system that avoids... uh, crash, a crash avoidance system which works off of two cameras as opposed to a radar type system that other people use, is standard on all trim levels. Uh, It offers a head-up display on the windshield for eyesight warnings and eyesight status information. Uh, This has a, a new system, which I didn't really use, to be honest, the Driver Focus Distraction Mitigation System that can identify signs of driver fatigue or distraction. I guess I wasn't fatig- fatigued or distracted, uh, but that's okay. Uh, ours did not have the uh, turbo engine. That only comes on the, the higher-end model. It comes on the Outback Limited XT. Uh, but ours came with a um, the base engine, which is the four-cylinder 2.5-liter boxer, which output 182 horsepower, 176 pound-feet of torque, and the power went through a tronic CVT. Um, not a fast vehicle. Fast enough. But uh, not a fast vehicle. It could be a little bit better on acceleration, I would say. Certainly a smooth vehicle when you drive around. It is uh, just a very comfortable vehicle to drive, and uh, the ride quality is great. Uh, the visibility is great. Um, as I said, that 11.6-inch that display was wonderful. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um and uh you know the storage capability is also great too. I liked how the uh, the back was completely covered uh so you could put a muddy dog in there or you know some other stuff whatever you wanted to haul. You could put back there and it would keep the car clean. Uh there's a lot of different models. There's Outback, Outback Premium, Limited, Touring, which would bring in leather. Uh, the Onyx Edition, which uh, is, a, a, I believe, a new model for this year, which has blacked out wheels and things like that, and the Outback Limited XT, which would bring in that 2.4-liter turbo. Uh, good thing all these vehicles have LED headlights, uh, high and low beams with high beam assist as standard. Makes a big difference. Of course, that is going to uh, make some good numbers for this uh, when it comes to the uh, the, uh insurance institute testing um this vehicle was qu- quite a deal actually it, uh, it had uh nav moonroof uh were the only options really on this uh so about three thousand dollars worth of options uh, including blind spot detection keyless entry hands-free power rear gate power moonroof and that 11.6 inch multimedia navigation system uh it's Brought to you by TomTom, actually. That's the navigation system. With three years free of map updates. uh, And SiriusXM traffic and travel link with a three-year free subscription. All those options were about $3,000. Destination delivery, once again, over $1,000. That's just the name of the game, $1,010. The grand total was $32,900 for a really nice equipped safe vehicle With uh, uh, all-wheel drive, Uh, we liked um, a a couple of things that were missing for me in this level of trim, but you can get it in the Outback Limited XT. I missed a heated steering wheel, which I would have liked, but we didn't have, and wireless charging for the cell phone. The only two things I really missed there, um, on the outside, I I think some might take issue with the blockiness of the uh, lower... Trim on the rocker panel. It's kind of looks a little bit like Legos. Same goes for the uh, roof rack. The um, what would you call it? The attachment, how it attaches to the roof of the car looks kind of big and cumbersome. But that's just a styling thing. Uh, It really was not too troubling, really. Uh, I liked the seats. Uh, They were cloth seats and they had sort of a basket weave type of material that uh, I thought looked really nice and looked really premium uh for uh cloth seats. They were not the the ones that you typically get with a weird print on them and that just looked kind of uh rental carish. These were uh really lo- a premium looking cloth seat which I would certainly uh think about getting and they and the front seats were heated as well. So uh, remember how that used to be a rare thing? Heated cloth That's seats. That's right, heated cloth seats. Very, yeah. yeah, that you you wouldn't get. So, but uh, I give the vehicle great ratings. It gets great safety ratings. Uh, ours was in autumn green metallic, uh, which is sort of a military looking kind of color, I'd say, with a tan interior. Um, but with all the standard safety features, the LED headlights, uh, the all-wheel drive. It really is a station wagon on steroids, uh, the uh, Subaru Outback, which is not a bad thing at all. Could have used a little more power, but not terrible. I think a lot of people would probably not be bothered by, by that. I found sometimes getting on the highway, you needed to get into the throttle a little bit more. But, you know, not really anything bad to say uh, other than a few little criticisms on the uh, 2020 Subaru Outback. I'm also blown away with all the models that are offered. I mean, you don't see that. There are, let's say, one, two, three, four, five, six different models offered, different levels of trim. Um, and most of the options that you can get on a uh, Subaru, I think, are a lot of dealer-installed things like side moldings or, or uh, mud guards and things like that. They kind of break out the models uh you know the leather seats or or some of the other higher end trim into a different model so there you have it the 2020 subaru outback premium and autumn green metallic we appreciate you listening to cruise control radio check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com time for me to say i'm fred stobb Hi, i'm les jackson. jackson we're gonna see you down the road Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.